Welcome to Revealing Jesus. Are you hungry to learn more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? I am your host, Christina Pereira, lover of Jesus, apostolic leader, licensed and ordained minister, author, podcaster, and kingdom party planner. Did you know that the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus? And that simply means the more we learn about our beautiful Savior, the more we will experience all He died to give us. Join me for all things the King and His Kingdom, including revelatory teaching, interviews with Bible ministers, media leaders, authors, and more. Come discover the beauty of God displayed all across the body of Christ. Together, we are revealing more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Sometimes when we think about, like in Christian terms, oh, that person is so lost. We mm-hmm. think it's kind of almost sort of a negative way that we yeah. put it. Like, and in these parables, what we really see is the lost is missing and valuable. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's what Jesus, he wants us to have that heart that we recognize people as missing and valuable. And we make that effort to reach out to them. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained, and Life-Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up? and don't know what to get them, well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinapereira.org slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. He is the author of Giving Jesus Away. I have with me here today author and pastor and leader, John Hopper. John, welcome to the podcast. Oh, great to be with you, Christina. So happy to talk about the things that we're going to talk about today. I know. Isn't he the best conversation to have? Jesus. All things Jesus. From evangelism to revival to deliverance Mm. and healing. Mm. Mm. All things Jesus. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Since this is revealing Jesus, I have to ask you how you met our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Well, I was blessed to be in a family where my parents loved Jesus. And I honestly cannot remember a time where I did not know about our Savior. So at a very young age, I understood what Christ had done for me and was looking to him for my hope and my salvation. In fact, I even bring up a story in the book, the first couple of chapters where I remember 
it, I think it was first grade. I'm pretty sure in the school ground of a, you know, where I was with another fellow first grade student and I was sharing with them about Jesus. So, so I, obviously by that point in time, enough had sort of sunk in that I wanted to give it away even then. So of course, through the years, you come to understand who Jesus is more. You sort of understand those places where you're not really relying on him as you ought to, right? So there's certainly been seasons like that along the way where Lord has given me sort of insight and understanding what it means to trust him even more, but grateful for the fact that it was able to be introduced to him early. That's wonderful. Yes. I love that. You know, and it's so interesting. I like that you even put this in your book. You put a little chart that says accepting Jesus, growing and uh, maturing and all of those Mm -hmm. things. And Mm -hmm. it's such a process. It's a process. And it's a beautiful process. And I think it's one worthy of sharing all of our processes because in that process, we learn who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I've loved reading through your book, Giving Jesus mm-hmm. Away, Finding Joy, Sharing the Gospel. Mm-hmm. What encouraged your heart to write this book? Yeah, well, I think at the heart of it is that I find joy in giving Jesus away. And I want other people to know that joy, right? So. You know, my Christian brothers and sisters who I run into all the time, whether it be at church or whether it be elsewhere, right? Many of them, even though they sort of look to Jesus, are lacking a certain joy in their life, right? Mm. So my desire is to point them to that. And of course, we want to point people to our Savior. But one of the things that our Savior calls us to do is to share Him with others. And there's a great joy in that, right? So if you're part of a you know, some sort of event or gathering or maybe some achievement and you, you know, reach a certain goal or whatever the case might be, you win a game. You usually want to share that with other people, right? I mean, the joy is not really complete until you do that, right? Yeah. So we've come perhaps to know Jesus, but I think for some people that joy is not complete yet because they, they haven't really learned to give away this mm-hmm. Jesus that, you know, they've come to know. And as I've done that, there's been a great joy there. And I want other people to experience that as well. Mm, that's so beautiful. And as you're talking, I think the Lord's bringing up the story of the woman at the well on my heart. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. If we go to the scriptures and we see mm-hmm. Jesus evangelizing the first woman, actually first mm-hmm. a Gentile woman, mm-hmm. and he sits down just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And his disciples have gone into town to look for food and water and things like that. And he begins ministering to the woman at the well. And they come back and they find Jesus revived. And Mm. he says, I have food and water that you don't know Mm. of. And Mm. it's do the will of my father. Mm. And I think that's a really, really good point. You know, I think the thrill of following the Holy Spirit Mm. and him leading us into places Mm. And completing our joy, like you said, and finding food that we didn't know we had, doing the will mm. of the Father. Mm. Mm. I think that's missing in a lot of Christians' lives. Would you say mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And isn't that remarkable that Jesus, even, there was a fulfillment that came when he spoke about himself to someone else, right? So, yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, He's feasting on himself. <laughs> isn't it great? He's this is himself. the bread of that's life, right. even to himself. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I I do think, you know, we leave things short. We get into Bible study groups and that's great. We go to worship services. That's great. But it falls short if we're not letting that flow outside of us, right? So letting others in on the Savior. And when we do that, I think there's 
tremendous joy. And so I, I think that really was the impetus for the book and, you know, even the reason for the subtitle, right? Finding joy and sharing the gospel. And I think most people, when they think about sharing the gospel, they're thinking, oh no, like, like how's that going to work? Like, you know, that's going to be so hard and so difficult. I get it. And, <laughs> I get it. That's right. And so what I, I, you know, hope to do is I speak about this to people, or even as I wrote this book, is I tell people, I'm actually not really leading you into a hard place. I'm leading you to a place where there can be great joy. Now, it is true yeah. that there might be some times along the way that might be difficult. That's true in any endeavor that we yes. have in yes. life. But ultimately, I think there's great joy in, in giving away this Savior that we've come to know. Yeah. You know, and it's so interesting. I think sometimes we can have this idea that we have to have all these scriptures memorized mm. and mm. we have to have an answer for every one mm. of their questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that really isn't the case. I've found, mm -hmm. you know, just in my own life and my own ministry, one of the best ways that we share Jesus is mm. telling our stories, our mm. own mm -hmm. stories of of mm -hmm. the places where he's met us, where he's healed us, he's provided, he's saved, he's forgiven. Because mm -hmm. he, he's always doing something, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jesus often told stories and parables. You mm -hmm. mentioned in your book, the lost sheep, the lost mm -hmm. coin, the mm -hmm. lost son. Mm -hmm. um, these are all stories that Jesus himself shared mm -hmm. to help us understand how important that person is sitting mm -hmm. right next to you. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's Can right. You... Yeah, one of the things I really love about those three parables is that, you know, each parable, there's something missing, really just one mm -hmm. thing. There's one sheep missing. There's one coin missing. There's one son missing, right? Yeah. So they're lost. And there's this effort to go and find what's lost. So, you know, sometimes when we think about like in Christian terms, oh, that person is so lost. We mm -hmm. think it's kind of almost sort of a negative way that we yeah. put it. Like, and in these parables, what we really see is the lost is missing and valuable. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that's what Jesus, he wants us to have that heart, that we recognize people as missing and valuable. And we make that effort to reach out to them. And then the other kind of really neat thing about those parables that are you know, just stacked one right on top of each mm -hmm. other there in Luke chapter 15 is that every time that the lost is found, there's a big, huge party. Right. And sometimes, you know, we think, well, what is it that makes God happy? Right. So, well, that's it right there. When the lost are found, right, there's a celebration in heaven. And so to be a part of that joy and a big party, I mean, that's how fantastic that is. So we do have this chance to enter in to the heart of God and to Jesus's heart. And when we're a part of, you know, seeking and saving the lost, which was his purpose, and mm -hmm. he's sort of given that as a mission to us as well. Absolutely. I love that so much. And truly, when we love someone, like we love mm -hmm. Jesus and he mm -hmm. loves us, mm -hmm. we care about what that person cares mm -hmm. about, right? That's right. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, if Jesus sees people like sheep without a shepherd, mm -hmm or one that's mm. lost and got away, or mm. a missing mm. valuable coin, mm. or a son that he dearly loves mm. who is no longer in his household. I think when we begin to um, allow him to break our hearts for what breaks his, mm -hmm. I think we can be more effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think in many ways, right, that evangelism begins with sharing the heart of God, right? So mm -hmm. if we don't care about people, really, so 
And the best it can be is a sort of a check off the list project. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's not going to sustain for very long, right? So no. it's only if we begin to share the heart of God so that our heart does break for our neighbors or our mm-hmm. colleagues or our, you know, childhood friends or whoever it might be that we mm-hmm. can kind of be a p- part of his purposes for the long run. Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy. It's not always, you know, that reaping moment where you bring mm-hmm. someone to Jesus I've seen in the past, I've seen evangelism treated like this one-off event Mm. where you go and you reap and you get someone Mm. into the kingdom Mm -hmm. and then you Mm. say Mm bye-bye. And really, that's not the way that uh, Jesus operates. And I don't believe it's, you know, the way that he wants us to operate. Mm. Now, Mm. he is sovereign over the big Mm -hmm. picture. Mm -hmm. And so you and I can come in a reaping moment and then he can bring another to mentor, to disciple, to continue to water Mm -hmm. the seed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people get discouraged when they encounter someone and they begin to share the gospel Mm -hmm. and maybe they're Mm -hmm. uh, resistant to it. Mm -hmm. But can you give some hope to some people out there who are maybe in the earlier stages of plowing Mm -hmm. or planting Mm -hmm. seeds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and have not seen the harvest yet? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do think it is valuable. It's one of the sort of the principles that I put forward in the book to recognize that evangelism is a process. And what I mean by that is, is not that there isn't a point in time where someone might have sort of their dawning, their spiritual dawning, where they turn to Christ, but rather that it often takes many touches and many conversations and many kind acts and many inklings, you know, however you want to describe it, for a person to sort of put the pieces together to really understand who Jesus is. And so if we start sort of this venture into evangelism with this idea that I share it once and, you know, people are going to respond to it, then we are going to be disappointed. But Mm -hmm. if we start with this understanding from the beginning that there's probably going to need to be lots of touches, then that can help us not be discouraged in the situation. So one of the passages that I really love going back to the John 4 and the Samaritan woman story is that after Jesus had spoken to the woman and that he's back with his disciples, he tells his disciples, he says, I actually have it open for me in my Bible here. He says, I sent you, speaking to his disciples, Jesus is speaking, to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. And many times we're not going to be the reapers. We're going to be those who do the hard work, right? sort of the, the front end work. But what's really neat is that even before that, Jesus says that even now the one who reaps draws a wage and a harvest, a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper will be glad together. So we may be the people that are doing the hard work up front. We may not be the reaper. We may only be the sower. But Jesus doesn't say that's lesser, mm-hmm. right? He says yeah. that we're together, we get to be sort of a part of the joy of, of the process. So I think that can keep us from being discouraged. So we can just realize, okay, I'm just putting sort of one more brick in the wall, you know, and eventually it will be yeah. Uh, completed. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. And it's so funny as we were thinking about this analogy of sowing and reaping and the whole agricultural context of it. Mm-hmm. Years ago, when I was at a Baptist church, we started a community garden and to help feed people 
in our community. And it was so funny to me because I would get so many volunteers to pick the fruit and nobody wanted to pull the weeds. Nobody wanted to water. <laughs> nobody wanted to pull the weeds. Uh, me, my husband always did it. <laughs> it was hard work. <laughs> and everybody else loved uh, to pick it and take it to the yeah, tree. So. That's right. Yeah. But I just want to encourage you out there, if you're weeding and you're watering mm-hmm. and you're plowing and you're taking mm-hmm. out rocks mm-hmm. and you're sweating and toiling and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like much is happening, mm-hmm. that God sees you and your reward mm-hmm. is coming and it is great mm-hmm. and he is not unjust to forget you. Get ready to take your faith to the next level. As you sit at Jesus' feet, your faith will grow as you hear His Word, commune with Him in prayer, and feast upon His faithfulness. In this beautiful journal, you can record your time with God. It includes 52 weekday entries, which can be used as a week or a day, depending on your preference. Record the scripture you're reading, your response to it in prayer, and a journal page plus an answered prayer section to record Jesus' faithfulness. Grab your colored pencils and Bible and be sure to get creative with the images. This journal will be a powerful memorial of your relationship with a living and loving Savior. Be sure to pick up a copy of At the Feet of Jesus Worship and Prayer Journal today. Links in the show notes or you can find a copy at Amazon or ChristinaPereira.org slash store. In fact, you know, this week I heard a story, Christina, of David Suchet. So David Suchet was an actor who played Hercule Perrault, the detective for Agatha Christie Mysteries. For mm-hmm. so it was in many, many movies and things. So and he became a Christian later as an adult. And the process was this. He loved his grandfather. So his grandfather obviously had a very positive effect on him. And his grandfather died, and he'd find himself talking to his grandfather. Okay, just this, sometimes people will talk to someone who's passed away. Yeah. But he always believed there was no afterlife. And he's, so then it sort of perplexed him, like, why am I talking to my grandfather if there's no afterlife? Yeah. And that made him pick up a Bible. And then he picked up a Bible. He began to learn some things. And eventually he turned to Christ. Now, I don't have any idea where his grandfather was. But his grandfather, let's say his grandfather did love the Lord and just loved on his grandson. That fruit didn't, you know, come about until after, right? Mm-hmm. He had died either, right? And that may even be the case for us. There may be times where sort of our fruit is even after we die. So we shouldn't be discouraged. We should keep on sort of giving out the good news in just in little ways and helping answer people's questions, being kind, lifting up the name of Jesus, those kinds of things. And God will be about his work. Yeah. Yeah. I fully believe that. You talked about some other things in your book, just Mm. how we can engage people relationally. And I feel like this is a place that our culture is, especially in the church, has forgotten Mm -hmm. how to be relational. And I don't know if maybe even COVID has had an impact on that, Mm. just all Mm -hmm. of the division and everything. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. have forgotten how to be a friend. Yeah. You know, to find what we have Mm. in common. I love getting to do Revealing Jesus Mm. and and talking to amazing people like you. But in every conversation, I find what we have in common. And I I build from there. Mm. And Mm -hmm. 
and I think uh, it's a really valuable place to start when we're talking about mm. long-term relational mm. evangelism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of like building relationships with people so that we're a voice that is heard, right? So that as a voice that's even respected. You know, oftentimes that does start by finding common ground with people. We might have somebody at work or might have somebody that we live near and we're like, what could I have possibly in common with them? But the, the reality is there, there's many, many things we have in common with them. We might struggle to sleep like they struggle to sleep. Mm-hmm. They might have to get their kids to school. We got to get our kids to school, right? We might have a boss that's hard to get along with. They might have a boss to get along with. There's lots of things. Even if some of our values and our paradigms are very different, sort of thing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of common experiences there that we can share and sort of build a rapport. And so I think one of the things that we should be about in terms of developing relationships with people is looking for, you know, where is that? that common ground where we're, that we're on the same side of the table. We're not across the table as enemies, but we're people who are experiencing life that's sometimes hard. And I can share sort of our struggles that way. We can also share our joys that might be in a similar direction. Is there maybe our kid excels at something or does well at something and we can share our joy with one or another in that. So there's a lot of places we can find common ground with people. It's funny, Christina, when I talk about this with people, talk about developing relationships so that, again, we are a voice that can be heard by people is, and I give some real basic, like how to make friends <laughs> kind of ideas. Yeah. I, I kind of expect that people will go, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And people are like, they'll like furiously start making notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I'm saying really basic yeah. things, but we've, yeah. we've forgotten some of the basic things, right? Yeah. So we have to be reminded, of, you know, what is it that helps us build friendships with anyone? Yes, absolutely. And I think I'm looking back in your book here because mm-hmm. I just want to maybe share some of these things because <laughs> sure. uh, you're right. It seems so basic. We have a chapter called Recovering the Art of Friendship. And so let's see, let's give some. So mm-hmm. start on their turf. Mm-hmm. We've talked about finding common ground mm-hmm. and care about what others care about. We've talked mm-hmm. about that with Jesus, mm-hmm. caring about mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. he cares about. Mm-hmm. Be proactively kind. It's the kindness of God that mm-hmm. leads mm-hmm. men's hearts to mm-hmm. repentance. Mm-hmm. Love without strings attached. Mm-hmm. I would add to that, give without strings attached. Mm-hmm. That remain trustworthy. Stay in touch. Stay available. Mm. Walk across the room. Yeah. So many good things that we've kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, Christina, it seems to me that we're kind of at a point in our culture where we might think to ourselves, well, what needs do they have that I could meet? In what way could I kind of reach out? There is such a tremendous need for friendship today. Yeah. There's so many people with so few friends. That just in being a friend, we are meeting an incredible need in the lives of of people that can really open them up to learning of Jesus, the true friend, right? So the enduring friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he is, you know, truly, I think 
the scriptures say it this way, the Holy Spirit comforts us so that we can comfort others. Mm-hmm. And I think when we can take our experiences with God and then comfort others, the words he's given us that are based in scripture, and give them away and comfort another, a true act of kindness can go so much further than anything we can imagine. I've often found that with God, the small things can have such a big impact. He's often in the whisper. He's often in the smile. He's often in the, the cup of cold water. You know, it's the very small things. He's in the big too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He enjoys those moments. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to me. I think, you know, we always talk about when we're in our dying moments and we reflect and we look back, our life flashes before our eyes. Mm-hmm. What moments are going to flash before people's eyes? And he can use mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've seen him use the good, the bad, the ugly in my life. And I've seen him use what people have done to me, what they've spoken against me, what I have done. What I've seen him use all of it for good. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we really understand the character of Jesus and, and the bigness of who he is and his such kind intentionality towards each one of us, we can shift our thinking and be kind towards one another. <laughs> well, yep. you wrote this in your book real quick. I just want to read this <laughs> before we <laughs> go. <laughs> and before I ask you my final question, because I thought it was so awesome. It's one of my favorite poems because it's all about who Jesus is <laughs> as our king. Do you want to read this or do you want me to read mm, it? Never. Well, we can go either way. It's up to you. It was originally <laughs> spoken by S.M. Lockridge, right, who was a pastor for a number of years at a church in San Diego. And he would also travel and he'd speak at Billy Graham Crusades as well. Oh, he was in, De- oh. in Detroit in 1976. And he has a sermon. And we have the uh, recording of it. You can go online and sort of. Uh, listen to him say it. He probably says it the best. <laughs> but he does speak about our king in a beautiful way. Yeah, so good. All right, why don't you read it since it's in okay. your book? All right. And I included this because oftentimes I think we're stuck in our fear mm. to share Jesus with other people. And in a way, we've made other things a, a king. So maybe the fear itself has become our ruler. Right? So we need to get a bigger picture of Jesus to see him as the ultimate king. And so S.M. Lockridge sort of said it beautifully. He said, my king always has been king and always will be king. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. That's my king. He is in every way able to satisfy every need. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and he sustains. 
He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. Now that's my king. Do you know him? (laughs) He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. He's the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. That's my king. Is he yours? And then finally, he says, his goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. He's indescribable. He's invincible. He's irresistible. Yeah, that's my king. <laughs> yeah. I think when we're captured, right, with that picture of our king, it's pretty hard not to give him away, right? So, so hard. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So good. Well, is there anything else burning on your heart you'd like to say directly to our listeners today? I think the thing that I'd like to say, Christina, is that if you're seeking meaning and purpose, right? I think there's a lot of people seeking meaning and purpose. Mm-hmm. It's really wrapped up in Jesus and in his mission, I think. So Jesus said that his purpose was to seek and save the lost. Mm-hmm. And then we see him hand that off to his disciples. Go, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Go and make disciples, right? So he's really given us a purpose and a mission. And um, so enter into that um, because there is, as we talked about earlier, just such great joy in that. Mm. I mean, I, I can't imagine you sharing Jesus with someone and them responding in some way positively and you going home and just being ho-hum about it, right? You're just right. going to be excited about it, right? Exactly. So. There's just great joy in that. And so don't miss out on that joy. Don't miss out on that purpose that God has given you to be a part of what he's doing, the biggest thing that he's about doing. So So good. So good. Well, will you pray for our listeners today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Lord, we thank you for your heart for us, that you sought us out. We were the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son. And you came after us, Lord. And and Lord, we know that there are many today that still uh, remain lost, whether they know it or not. And you've positioned us in families. You've positioned us in neighborhoods, in workplaces, in communities, Lord. And we have a circle of relationships that nobody else has, Lord. So I just pray that you would move us, move every listener of this podcast, Lord, to think about those that you have put in their circle, Lord, and what you would have them do, Lord, whether it be acts of kindness and love, whether it would be um, sharing a Bible verse, inviting someone to a Christmas uh, program at church, whatever the case might be, Lord, may people uh, begin to sprinkle out the good news of Jesus, Lord, eventually even make clear the entire gospel, Lord, that people might turn to you and have new life, Lord. So, Lord, embolden those listeners today, Lord, to be about your purposes and enter into your great joy. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. This was so fun. That was great, Christina. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You're most welcome. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast in the show notes under Revealing Jesus. 
with Christina Pereira. There you'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, John Hopper. And be sure to pick up a copy of his new book, Giving Jesus Away. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Beloved, let me introduce you to my King. He is altogether lovely. No matter which way you turn him, he is perfection personified. He is velvet and steel. He is meekness and majesty. He is glory and humility. He is kindness and strength. He is altogether lovely. And he is my king. And he can be yours as well. All day long, he holds his hand that you might take that you might turn one step, one grasp, one yes, one breath away from the arms of your loving Savior. Beloved, if you hear him calling today, do not harden your heart. The Bible declares that not one of us is guaranteed another moment upon this earth. So pray this prayer with me today and run into the arms of the one who loves you, who knows you best. Father, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sin, for all of the places that I have fallen short, God, of your glorious standard. I ask you now to send your Son into my heart to be the forgiveness of my sin, to be my redemption, to be my righteousness, to be my holiness, to be my sanctification. I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, to fill me with your Spirit, your power, your glory, that I might bring glory to your name, Father. I thank you that I receive all of this by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself up for me. I thank you that I am now a child of God, fully forgiven, fully righteous, fully holy in your eyes. And I ask you to help me walk out this life in a way that pleases and honors you, Father. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. I thank you for your love, for your kindness, for your great joy in saving me. And I thank you, Father, and I thank you, Holy Spirit. And I pray all of these things in your beautiful Son's name. Amen. If you've just prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to congratulate you. You are now a child of God, and all things are now yours. Keep listening to Revealing Jesus. Find a good Bible translation that makes sense to you. And keep hearing about our beautiful Savior Jesus. Please let us know. We want to continue to pray for you. And we want to send you a free PDF copy of our New Believer Workbook. Just go to christinaperreira.org slash welcome hyphen home. Enter your email address and we will be happy to send this free gift. And continue to pray for your journey. God bless. I sincerely hope and pray today's episode has blessed you. Now it's your turn to continue the conversation. We are all evangelists of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like this episode, rate it, share it with a friend. If it's impacted your life, let them know that you want it to do the same in theirs. Help spread the word of the good news of Jesus. 
Subscribe to the mailing list and get episodes, articles, downloads, and more sent right to you. Link in show notes or just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. Again, that's JESUS, 1-833-815-7778. We would love to connect with you on social media. You can find us at Christina Prayer Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.